right. Welcome to this land go. Hello, hello. Welcome aboard. Welcome to episode 25. 25. 25. Quarter century of the slant and go. Quarter century. That we record our episodes. For less than a quarter that we've made off this thing. (laughs) 25 cents that we've made Ah! off this podcast. Which I do realize I owe you. I'll Venmo you for 25 cents. Well, it's just 12 and a half cents. It's fine. Um, But yeah, we're uh, we're excited. 25 episodes. That, That seems like a milestone, but you know. You know, you know <laughs> I'm 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 of the mindset that anything can be a milestone if you yeah. if you want it to be. Okay, <laughs> twenty four episodes. That was a milestone too. See, we already surpassed our last milestone. This is a new a new era. Yeah, it's like a it's a, a personal podcast. record for us. We're setting a PR every time we make we record record an episode. That's what I'm talking about. That mm-hmm. you can't you can't say we're not we're the fastest growing podcast called the Slant and Go. <laughs> There's no disputing that. That's no, no, those are facts, people. You know, and uh, you know. Yep, we're the number one podcast on Google named the Slam Go. That's true, right? That's true. Look it up, people. <laughs> um, we are not only on Google; we are on uh, the podcast app on Apple. We are on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're so many places that I think we should have at least one more listener. <laughs> We have no, we have terrible analytics, so we have no idea how many actual <laughs> listeners we have, besides Craig. Yeah, we know, we know we have more than one, um, or we have one, excuse me, and and hopefully should have more than one by now. Uh, your, your mom listens, right? You said that on a previous episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I play it, and then I chase her around the house. So, uh, <laughs> she, with her screaming, covering her ears, saying, turn yeah. it off, turn it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But hey, that's a listener. That's a, uh, yeah. Yeah, here we are. Good to be back. Um, we're just approaching the midway point of the season. Um, Ready? It just started. Truly, truly crazy how it flies by. You know, like we spend so much time talking about. I mean, just everything in the off season. We're, we both get really into the draft. We're geeked up mm-hmm. on the draft, and you know, then out of the draft, you've got you know the uh, all the like training camp stuff, and everything kicks off, and it's there. We're there. Football's back. Yes, and yeah. then. You're sitting here and you're like, whoa, it's halfway done. Season's know, halfway gone. It starts and you're like, oh, this is going to last forever. I know. So and I, I really think the first month, it's like the first month is like, uh, you really soak it in. And yeah. then before you know it, you're like, wait, what the hell? It's yeah. the second month now. Uh, and, and here we are. So, yep. that being said, oh. we know the middle of the year always means that uh, we're coming up on the trade deadline. That's right. Um, which is supposed to be, I believe, next Tuesday. And... Okay. Sure enough, both of the teams that we support uh, mm-hmm. made some trades just yesterday. So yeah, pretty exciting. I mean, I'm good a place as any to start. Um, you know, yeah. So the Seahawks traded for uh, Quandre Diggs from uh, from the Lions. Um, I mean, he was a sixth round pick when he when he was in the draft, but uh, he's kind of out. You know, over he's um, outplayed that uh, that standing, I guess. Um, you know, he, he was an alternate for the Pro Bowl. Um, you know, there's a uh, that's, you know, quite a bit to recommend him. Um, he started off kind of as a cornerback in, in college, but he's moved to safety pretty quickly. And uh, um, I think it, you know, I was, if I were talking about a Seattle trade right now, I mean, I, I was kind of expecting to be talking about a tight end. Um, mm-hmm. we'll yep. see, but, um, but, you know, we can, you know, you can always use more depth and kind of uh, strengthen the secondary. So um, right now Seattle's safeties are kind of beat up. Bradley McDougal has back spasms and, 
uh, Lano Hills dealing with an elbow injury. So um, what that kind of tells me is that like those may be more serious injuries than we kind of knew. Um, but then I guess, you know, Marquise Blair is a, a kind of rookie safety too. And he's, uh, he's kind of playing better. So I think we're probably going to see a combination of Blair and, and Diggs back there, uh, kind of a new tandem. Um, but I'm, I'm excited about it. I mean, it's, it's not every day you get to trade for a starting safety. So um, yeah, I'm and pretty I, happy about it. And we've talked, uh, we've both talked a lot in the past and, uh, and, you know, recent conversations even about when you're running that type of, that style of defense, uh, you know, how important the safeties are. And, yeah. and obviously, you know, the, uh, the Cam Chancellor, the, uh, the, uh, the Earl Thomas types don't just come around every day, but when you have them, I mean, we saw what the defense was capable of, right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, not saying digs, I'm not sure which one of those uh, player, uh, you know, player types he he translates to more, but at least you know that you're giving a player that you can put back there and trust. And despite what I'm sure a lot of people want to talk about right now with what's going on in the NFC West, you're playing against you're playing against and playing to beat um, the team that won the division last year is is you know really what you're going up against. So mm-hmm. beating the Rams, you know, you have to scheme for that you have to figure out a way to do that and what do the rams like to do they like to throw it down the field you know mm-hmm. once they set up play action and stuff so you need a safety that you can trust to be back there and to not be a you know complete liability or anything right and then you know even the 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 team that you know you maybe weren't expecting that much out of other than some offense here or there you know arizona you they're gonna throw the ball a thousand times a game you have to have a safety that you can trust to to be back there right so I think it applies to everything um, within the division. And, you know, if you look beyond into the rest of the NFC, it, it looks, it helps there too. So. Yeah. I, think it, I mean, I think you kind of hit on it. It's like the, that defense, you know, when the defense was at its peak, it was incredibly strong safety play, which allowed the corners to be aggressive. And that, you know, that kind of covered up even some weaknesses um, at other uh, levels of the defense. Um, yeah. And I don't think, I don't think Diggs is quite that kind of player, but he's, sure. You know, the thing I like about him is that he is a little bit, a little bit like, um, kind of reminds me of uh, Ugo Amadi a little bit. Like, he's just a football player. Like, he's, um, you know, he's not, he's not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest guy. But he just, he competes. And he, you know, like he, um, you know, he played against, you know, top flight competition in college at Texas. And, uh, um, you know, he's just, he got drafted sixth, but he worked his way into a starting role. Like, he's just, you know, he's a worker and stuff. So, yeah. Um, I think he, I think he fits uh, kind of where the defense is at right now. He'll be an upgrade. Um, he can play nickel in a pinch and that kind of thing too. So um, uh, I think it's a good pickup. Um, you know, it's probably not a game changer, but it's. Uh, um, I think it's definitely an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think. I mean, obviously, they know uh, what kind of moves they need to make right now, and that uh, they didn't. You know. They didn't just get him for free, right? They they traded away an asset, and we've talked a lot as well about how John Schneider's been able to turn those mid round picks into into you know really good players. So I mean, being willing to sell one of those, you know, for for uh, getting a player a player back uh, specifically, I think says a lot about what they think they can do with Diggs. So mm-hmm. we'll see see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like that he was a you know he's voted by the players to be a team captain. You know that means he's a good locker room guy and stuff. So. Um, yeah, I definitely. I'm pretty optimistic about it. Yeah, and the uh, the response, the immediate response from you know other players on the Lions after the trade went down tells yeah. you a lot too about 
whether that, you know, how respected he is as a teammate and, and all the things like that. I, uh, you know, Darius Slay is a guy I talk yeah. about. I, I talk about in, in, in football circles, you know, plenty. Um, he's, he's a phenomenal corner. And, uh, you know, he, he literally hit the, uh, the main Twitter account of the Lions oh, yeah. with, a, with a WTF, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. before the trade went down. And I mean, that's not happening all the time, you know, when, when, when guys get traded, right? Yeah, so, for sure. So, yes, all signs point to slight upgrade in the, in the defensive backfield. All signs point to we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it could be worse for sure. Um, I don't think they gave up too much to give up, get him or anything either. So yeah. that was good. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so y'all picked up a receiver. Oh, that guy. Uh, yeah. So I mean, Super Bowl winner. I think uh, you know most people in most circles know <laughs> like the player, so we won't go too much into what I think Emmanuel Sanders brings to the team. I mean, obviously, you know he's been a pro bowler he's gone over a thousand yards uh, three or four times in his career he's you know been um been the number one been the number one receiver on offense you know and then mm-hmm. been someone that they try to run the, the passing game through i think all of that is promising that he brings right i i also just flat out defer to if someone like kyle shannon sig- signals out one guy that he says if we get this guy he can be a difference maker because i know exactly what i want to do with him Mm-hmm. then you trust that a lot, right? Uh, it, it doesn't hurt that Sanders was currently playing uh, in Denver with the uh, former quarterback's coach from the Niners went over there to be their OC. So the system uh-huh. is at least somewhat similar, if not in terms of um, verbiage, at least in some of the schemes. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, he's going to be kind of running an extension of that, right, with, with mm-hmm. Kyle, Kyle Shanahan's version. So I think the learning curve is going to be, you know, maybe not as much as you would normally get for, mm-hmm. for a trade when it goes down. Uh, obviously. I think the Niners are looking ahead with this kind of move. You know, uh, this, this is a guy that's not under contract through this year, or, or excuse me, uh, after this year. So they're looking at it right now, trying to get what they can out of it. Uh, he's someone that can come into the wide receiver room and really make an impact. I think this is that's a part of this that's not talked about as much, and mm-hmm. that it's a room full of really, I think, really talented but younger players that right. haven't been able to figure it all out yet. Uh, aside from Marquise Goodwin, who's you know, the vet, but he's also, he's also going to play his game one way, right? He hasn't, I don't think he's had to go through as much of the change and everything that Sanders has and, and still prove to be, you know, mm-hmm. just a better player so far. Uh, so I think the two of them together can, can really help the rest of the room grow. There's a lot yeah. of people, you know, especially on Twitter, there's a lot of people are saying, well, this move tells you that they don't believe in Dante Pettis or they don't believe in, you know, Debo Samuel coming back on time or maybe Trent Taylor or Jalen Hurd who have both been on IR. Maybe they're not coming back. Maybe all, there's a lot of maybes associated, right, with people trying to kind of read beyond, you know, beyond the tea leaves to see what what is this trade really telling us about the inner workings of the team. I'm like, mm-hmm. all, I'm, all I'm seeing is they know that if teams want to double down on George Kittle, you got to get someone else involved in the passing game. Mm-hmm. And – it's not easy to go get receivers that can be outside and occupy a defense's attention. Uh, I think Sanders can still clearly do that, you know? So, well, he's versatile too. He can play in the slot and, you know, like the two of them playing next to each other, uh, you know, they could wreak some havoc in the middle too. So um, yeah, I think, and he, yeah, I think you're right. Like he brings a lot of leadership to the, to the locker room um, having won a Super Bowl, you know, played with Peyton and Manning and all that kind of stuff. So um, he, you know, the questions I guess are, you know, he's, 
he's a little older, so he's 32, I think. 32. And 32. Yeah. So he's, you know, he's not. It's not like you're you're not building with the future for the future with this guy, but he, um, right. you know, the NFC West is so competitive this year. You know, the Rams yeah. are like the third best team, and they went to the Super Bowl last year. Um, you know, you got to do stuff to win now, right? I mean, right. that's got to be the mentality. Yeah, I think Gage on the team. You know, overall, uh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll get get to that in, in a little bit. I think the last other part of the trade that I, that I like, you know, some people obviously not, not fans of giving up future assets, right? They mm-hmm. don't, they don't ever want to, I don't know how, I don't know what trade they envision pulling if you're not giving up draft picks, but maybe right. something else in mind. But uh, to me, uh, the trade really feels like a third round pick uh, straight up for him. And I say that because the Niners gave up a, their fourth round pick, but then also got Denver's fifth. And if you look at oh, like see. just like the, the records, right? just the records right now and the overall value, I mean, the Niners are trending towards picking later in the round, right? Uh-huh. And, and in the rounds. So if that's a later fourth round you're talking about and you're thinking you're getting the fifth from Denver, which is likely going to be earlier, you're yeah. pretty much giving up a third and trading down, mm-hmm. right? You're not, you know, you're, you're, you're still netting a pick there. So mm-hmm. I, I think that makes it even, me feel even better about it. You know, if mm-hmm. you want to, if you do agree that the window is now open and it's only open for so long, why not go for it? Uh, because the other part of this is as great as the defense has been playing and the D line has been, been playing really well. You're not going to be able to retain those guys for forever. Guy, mm-hmm. you know, contracts come up, people get, people get huge paydays to go other places when they ball out mm-hmm. and these things happen. So your window is what it is. So go for it. That's, it's really all I had to say about it. I was just excited that they actually made a move. Mm-hmm. Um, if the guys that we're talking about can grow, the young receivers can grow, and the guys that are on IR, and that makes everybody better. That makes it better yeah. all around um, because we've already seen the team go through a fair amount of injuries this year, right? Yeah. Pettis was hurt to start the year. Uh, uh, Trent Taylor and Taylor Hurd started on IR. They haven't played this year, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Debo Samuel just got hurt last week. So you've already seen guys, and Goodwin hasn't been the healthiest guy for most of his career, you know? Yeah. So you've already seen how quickly this whole thing can change. So why not, why not get someone that can contribute like that? I'm yeah, down, for I'm sure. just down for it. Well, and it's, and also there's kind of an arms race in the NFC West. I mean, um, uh, Jalen Ramsey going to the Rams, right? So, um, like that's another kind of like, you know, they're, they're maybe a little more in desperation mode or something. Like they're not having the year they had last year. Well, I, I think that, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I think that attributes more to, Maybe the other side of this conversation of the window being open. I'm not going to sit here and say the Rams window is closed. Like, let's just calm down, people, before, <laughs> before I get blown up. The youngest uh, coach and yeah, like third year quarterback. Or before I get ripped apart on, on on Twitter, but maybe that'll prove people are listening. So let's see what happens. <laughs> um, but no, I oh god, to be, to be ripped apart on Twitter that would be that'd be great for us, <laughs> right? Any any PR is is good PR for us. Yeah, I'm gonna have to just. I'm just gonna have to skip Bayless us into into. <laughs> no, no, no. I won't, there's there's some things I won't stick to. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, so, the the them pulling that trade, you know, clearly says, well, the corners weren't getting it done or were hurt, both, right? Yeah. And you know, you trade for a Jalen Ramsey. You can't draft a Jalen Ramsey all the time. You don't know when you're gonna get one. You know, so go get him. It's fine. Like they don't have a first round pick in. I think five drafts in a row, but Hey, they went to the Super Bowl. you know, a yeah. like, couple, you know, and, and that's really what you're playing for is the chance to get there and to, to get things done. So, yeah. you know, it just, it, NFC West is a crazy place, man. I mean, mm-hmm. 
I don't know how many games we expected the Cardinals to win, but uh, they're sitting there. They won three in a row. You know, they, they yeah. tied to start the year. So I don't think they're just going to take things lying down. You know, they're 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 gonna. It's going to be interesting to see what goes on with David Johnson being a little banged up now. But I mean, yeah. Are you a do you uh, do you buy into uh, Kyler Murray? Are you a fan? I mean, it's hard not to say that he obviously fits that offense. I think that was the 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 rhyme or reason into into drafting him number one overall, right? Uh, that's you know you've got exact offense he ran in college. He knows it through and through. Mm-hmm. You got to think that they have a plan with okay. Well, if we get it figured out with uh, on his side, we add you know this piece, that piece, they know the elements that they're also lacking that they can work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen enough to say flat out no. I just think when I think of a quarterback, it or not, like what, well, what system is he in? What's he running? Yeah. Can they just win with just Kyler on his own? No, I don't <laughs> think so. I think they've got to, yeah. they've got to do more than, than, than with what they, they got to do more than, than just run the offense through him. You know, they, yeah, I, I mean, wanted to see what the offense was going to look like. David Johnson running at full steam, but yeah. I don't know if we're going to get to see that. Yeah, I mean, I think you know they they're obviously not the deepest team and stuff. Like they're you know they probably need to put some pieces around him, but um, I think he could be. I think he has the potential to be a Lamar Miller. Uh, you know, having just <laughs> my team having just gotten smoked by Lamar yeah, Miller. You just got the you Oof. got the live look at Lamar Miller. Oh, uh, excuse me, Lamar crazy. Jackson. Or yeah, sorry, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really painful, and you know, so I think that that type of quarterback. Uh, I mean, you're seeing it. Like it's, I mean, I guess you know, Michael Vick kind of proved it first, but um, there haven't been that many of those guys. But I think Kyler Murray could be another one of those guys that just this cause. I mean, kind of like Russell Wilson too. This causes a lot of problems for the defense. Yeah, yeah. I think when it comes to putting the ways to put stress on defense, yeah, I do think you know now more than ever. Really, we've seen guys play in a spread system in college and come into the NFL and succeed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lamar Jackson is currently doing it. Uh, you know, um, Deshaun Watson, Baker, Mahomes, uh, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a, a, a good list of guys that have come in from, from college-style systems that are, that are able to – have been able to do something in the league for, for some amount of time. Baker's obviously been struggling a little bit and, you know, mm-hmm. things it's up and down a little. But I think for Kyler is – I think – if he's not going to succeed in that system, then yeah, then no, there's not like any other system I think is going to work for him. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but he's got to survive. I mean, he's taking a lot of hits, but that's sort well, that's, of what, that was the other thing I was thinking of. Is like you, you know, these you can put a lot of stress on the defense, but you're also kind of putting your quarterback, you're exposing your quarterback a little bit. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's very possible like RG three and out. You know, that they get person gets We've hurt. We've seen it. We've seen yep. it. RG yeah. three and six, three and thirteen. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> anyway, not that I'm bitter still after still. even changing back to my home yeah. team. Anyway, um, any, uh, what, uh, if you could, if you were put on your GM hat, mm-hmm. if you could pull a trade, one more trade for any team in the league before next Tuesday, uh, who's the player, where would you send him? Interesting. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's always tricky for like a playoff team to just kind of get, you know, that standout impact player, you know, that, that they need, uh, or a team that's trending towards the playoffs. Obviously there's still some, some, some room to, to go. Right. But I think, you know, a team 
don't know, I'd have to actually say it. A team kind of like Baltimore, mm-hmm. you know, maybe try and right now though with style that they're playing is, you know, they run their offense, they shorten the game, they keep you honest on with their defense, you know, it's obviously looked looked better at times and sometimes looked kind of beatable. But mm-hmm. I think if you're trying to grind out games at the end, you need a closer, right? You need and mm-hmm. if the closer on offense is more, then I think the closer on defense has to be a pass rusher. So uh-huh. I don't know if they'd be able to do this because they'd have to trade within the AFC. But if the Ravens could go get, you know, a guy like, I don't know, high ups, like full tilt going for it would be trying to get Von Miller from Denver, right? Oh, wow. But, yeah. you know, Denver, you don't know. Are they in a fire sale? Or are they not? I don't know. Can't tell, you know. Uh, I, think, I think that could be – that would be a move that would really swing, swing the pendulum, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> obviously, obviously, you'd want to say, oh, well, why doesn't KC try and do that? Well, I would think if it's harder enough for one AFC team to trade within the AFC – Oh, yeah. It's yeah. No, there's no way Denver would give Von Miller to KC. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what are they going to just hand him to him? So, so you know, I hear that. But um, prior prior to the Jalen Ramsey trade with the Rams, I would have actually said Jalen Ramsey to the Chiefs would be the move that would mm-hmm. that would be that'd be the one I'd be trying to make. Well, yeah, as a GM. yeah. I mean, that that makes a lot of sense because KC needs help on defense. So, mm-hmm. but I like where you're going with this. I mean, um, Craig would not be happy if Von Miller ended up in the <laughs> AFC East, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or AFC North, or AFC South or any, any AFC. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that'd be a really interesting one. Yeah, that would, that would, put, that would make them the front runner in the AFC North, for sure. Um, and, you know, Tom Brady would, wa- wa- would not want to face them in the playoffs. Yeah, not at all, because, I mean, the, the extension of what we were talking about with, with, uh, with you know, Seattle trying to, make a move that they think could reflect on playing and matching up against the Rams, right? Everyone's mm-hmm. trying to, in the AFC, is trying to match up with we know who, obviously. Yeah, the yeah. team shall remain unnamed until, <laughs> until later. Uh, so how do, you, how, do you, how do you make it at least a close-to-level playing field or something requisite to that? Is mm-hmm. You get after Brady. You, know, you, you get pressure. Yeah. You get after him. You, you try and force him out of the pocket where – once yeah, we were talking the other day about the Jets game. I mean, it was a that was, I mean, borderline embarrassing, right? But um, well, yeah. the, but what I saw was was Tom Brady for the first half of the game throwing from not just clean pockets, but like like white glove clean pockets. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. And of course, I mean, you know, I mean, he is he's the greatest of all time. All right, fine. But you know, any quarterback is going to do well when they're not even worrying about getting touched, you know? Yeah. Um, but later in the game, the Jets started getting to him and he threw, right. a, you know, interception and, you know, you get, you know, you can, if you can get pressure on him, I think at this stage of his career, you know, he's probably a little more conscious that his bones, bones are a little more brittle. Than they were. Well, I mean, all in all, and I know it's hard to, it's kind of hard to gauge when you've got a game as lopsided as that, but mm-hmm. considering the Jets defense got put out there time and time again by their offense, just gifting the ball. No, they actually didn't play that poorly as a defense, mm-hmm. right? They weren't the reason that the game got so out of hand. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then, like you said, after switching from more of a softer, well, they're running a lot of zone and stuff in the beginning, and then they clearly just said, okay, we're going to start sending a lot of blitzes, and they're doing stunts and twists and you know, just kind of overloading, and sure enough, pressure started getting there. I mean, Darnold, Darnold made a lot of mistakes, and 
you know, there's the uh, the whole controversy around uh, ESPN, you know, kind of airing the uh, I'm seeing ghosts comment and all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, we're, we we plan to talk about the Patriots defense in a, in a few minutes, but um, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it's I think the offense contributed to that loss. <laughs> you know, yeah. Donald Donald got rattled. You know, that, that's a good defense, and um, he's a young quarterback. So yeah. You want to you want to talk about a prime example of what pressure can do to anyone? I mean, yeah, yeah well, I'm not comparing apples to apples, Donald to Brady. That's obviously oh, ridiculous. Sure, yeah. right. But it's just the essence of you know pressure and what it what it can do. I mean, I don't know. You you brought it up. What what do you think about this whole seeing ghost thing? Like, do you think it's like, is it is it wrong? Like, I I, I don't. I I want to well, hear your thoughts. It's uh, it sucks for him, you know. Yeah, but it's. I mean, I don't think anybody's surprised to hear him say that. You know what I mean? Like, you would, you would want, you know, I'm sure his pride is hurt by that being aired. But, um, uh, you know, you can make the argument that it makes really good television. Like, for the fans to kind of get a glimpse into um, just kind of what it's like to be a young quarterback facing a Belichick defense. I mean, yeah, um, yeah, that's that's probably what's going through your mind. And it, to his, to Darnold's credit, you know, the fact that he's being, he's not trying to pull one over on his coaches or anything like that. He's he's like, I'm seeing ghosts, you know, like like that's no, he's telling him. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's being honest. He's being transparent with them. Yeah, they're and, like, okay, now we know what we're dealing with. You know, like I actually don't. I mean, I I don't see. I don't put any fault in, on Darnold for that. You know, it's he'll get better as a quarterback. He'll get more experience. To he'll. Have, you know, seeing this and that, and it'll, it will, you know, the game will slow down for him, all that stuff. But yeah, um, and, and not to overly <laughs> simplify it, right? But when a guy is getting rattled and getting pressure, and you know, you know, he's just having to deal with that. I don't know. There's usually a couple adjustments you can make, right? It's okay. Yeah. Well, you run, uh, you run some screens, or <coughs> you try and run more wide receivers out there and try and beat them with a hot read. You know, during all during to catch them in a blitz, or you bring more tight ends in and you go max protect and try and pick mm-hmm. people up. Like there's other things you can do. And I don't feel like any of that happened. Like the game was just going the way it was going. And there was no, I, I, I just haven't been seeing a counterpunch from so many supposed offensive minded, you know, geniuses or whatever the, the guys that are predicated on <clears throat> offensive minded and, and mm-hmm. that's their bread and butter. And then they come in, they got a scripted game plan, either it works or it doesn't. And that's it. <laughs> it's just like they run out of gas. And I'm like, where's the counterpunch? Where's the, Oh well, the defense is taking that away. Yeah. How do we use that against him? What do we do? Like, I looked at the stat sheet at the end of the, day and I was like, "How did Le'Veon Bell have one catch? He's he's your best <laughs> weapon on offense. Oh yeah, they're My blitzing God. the hell out of you. They're getting yeah. to your quarterback all the time. Uh, no screen, no check down, no even splitting him out wide and just throwing a slant to him. Like it's Le'Veon Bell. You know, he's he's good at all those things. Yeah, let so him work, I, right? I don't know. I. I've, I've gone on a couple of soapboxes about Adam Gay, so I'm not going to do that again here. But I just yeah. – I didn't see any help there. And I think, yeah, like you said, Donald's sitting there saying, you know, I'm seeing ghosts. Like, how do I help me? Someone help me. Yeah. How do I do this? You know, how yeah, do I get out of this? for help, right? And, exactly. uh, and I, I, So that's actually – I like that about him, that he's – you know, if he's honest – that honest with his coaches, that gives them something to work with, right? So um, the fact that ESPN aired it, whatever, I think it's good for the fans to see that. Um, so I think yeah. so I'm not mad that ESPN aired it in like I mean it's not I'm not a Jets fan, so maybe there's more emotion tied to it if that's your team, right? But the other the other thing I'm thinking about is 
so they they had a choice whether or not they wanted to air it. Obviously, as the game's going on, they're like, yeah. this is something. I think we're going to air this. My question goes to, you've got the Patriots coming in to Jets. Yeah, it's the, the Jets are at home, and I get all that. And so you want to mic someone up that's part of the home <clears throat> team, I guess, right. is, the, is the thought process behind it. But it's not just some team showing up to play at, yeah. at, at football. It's the Patriots. So even if you don't want to mic up Tom Brady for the nine millionth time or yeah. mic up Edelman for the nine millionth time, like, I don't know, mic up, you know, Kyle Kyle Anderson. Or, or someone else. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You could have mic'd up a lot of players on the Patriots. They chose to mic up Sam Darnold. I'm not saying they were setting him up for this, right? Well, but I think I'm just saying, don't the coaches – the coaches have to agree to who's, who gets mic'd up, right? Yeah. So, so I'm I think Gase agreed to it and then yeah. complained about it. I don't actually blame Gase for – you know, trying to defend his quarterback by complaining about it either. So, yeah. But it's uh, it's just you know, it's part of the game. Like you don't know how the game's gonna go, and you'd like agreed to have the guy mic'd up. And yeah. the thing is, it's not ESPN. It wasn't even ESPN's decision. It was the NFL's decision. They were the ones right. deciding what clips uh, were aired or not. So, um, yeah, yeah. You don't have like you can't actually blame ESPN. It's really yeah. the front office. You know, so right. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. There's so many things about that. That's just weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Adam, Adam Gates, uh, what can you say? That was, that was one of the most dominating performances. I mean, the, the score didn't even tell the story, you know. I'm I mean, surprised I was, it was only 33. The way the I game mean, was. You saw my text when the game first started. It was like, I don't know, it was like two drives into the game. I was like, how is it not 86 to nothing? Already? Was, I don't know what I said. <laughs> I know. It's, it should have been that. But, it, you know, they just – the Patriots – Put their foot on the neck of the Jets, and they just kept it there. And they didn't have to kill the Jets; they just kept yeah. their foot on the neck, and they knew yeah. that they were in control the entire time. You know, it was pretty an impressive uh, performance, I thought. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think <laughs> it's easy to have impressive performances when you know you're just playing these these teams that they've played so far. Like if we, yeah. I mean, it's, the Jets are are better with Sam Darnold than they were. When he was out for those three games, right? so, yeah. um, but they're not—they're not a great team. They're not, but they're not Miami. <laughs> you know, they're better than Miami. Um, but they're, right. yeah, they're not. You know, they have, they have, they have some building to do to be a, a really good team or to be competitive. But I, I think, I think their their year really got like topsy turvy on them with the whole Sam Darnold thing with missing time. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was calling him, I was calling him Sam Smoochie Darnold for a couple <laughs> couple weeks there, and you know, it's. It's still funny. I'm probably still going to do it. Yeah, but, yeah. Why uh, not, right? Yeah. Kissing Tyler Beats yeah. or whatever he did. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't want to. <laughs> I don't know. Hell? I mean, I don't know. Where, where does mono come from? I don't, I don't even know. But anyway. Uh, yeah, let's not get into that. Okay. Uh, but uh, they're obviously, they obviously are a better team with him. I think they mm-hmm. actually do have some upside once everyone's kind of back on the same page, right? Yeah. Uh, if that's the hardest team you've played in seven weeks is uh, – is a already yeah. immediately almost overwhelmed Sam Darnold. That's mm-hmm. not a hard schedule. I don't know how yeah, else to put it. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about the Patriots' defense next. But um, I'm just going to come back to the trade that I would make if I were uh, GM for a day. Mm-hmm. So I think, well, the Bengals are terrible again. I don't know how, for some reason. They... <laughs> are probably ready to build for the future. So they have some value in A.J. Green. Yeah. And I would, if I were them, I would trade A.J. Green for 
I mean, you know, if Mohamed Sanu can get a, what was it, a third round draft pick? Is that what he got? Second, second round. Second round. Yeah. AJ Green. And what could you get for AJ Green? He's clearly, yeah. I mean, I would put him in a different category than Mohamed Sanu, right? So sure. Um, sure. Are you, getting, you might get a first round pick for AJ Green. So then the question becomes, where does he go, right? So um, there are two landing spots that I can think of for AJ Green. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. of which is the Raiders, because their receiver core is pretty banged up at the moment. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, that's an idea. Right? And, you know, the Raiders tend to get these guys that are on kind of the second half of their career and blah, blah, blah. Right? But the other thing, which would fit more kind of the zeitgeist of this season, would be the Packers. Mm-hmm. So the Packers are actually playing well. But, you know, the NFC is tough this year. I mean, oh, um, yeah. the AFC, as it often is, is kind of a – I mean, who, who's going to challenge the Patriots? I mean, um, trying to think of a team that would challenge the Patriots in the NFC. I mean, KC, if they get healthy. Like, they're the yeah. only ones, but they don't have the defense for it, right? So, the NFC, uh, New Orleans is, I still think, the best team in the NFC. Um, yeah, San Francisco's undefeated. Seattle is, I mean, any given Sunday, they're, they could beat you. Uh, you know, so, um, yeah. Green is, green is right there. Green Bay is five and one or yeah, five and one. Right. So um, for them, it's like, well, crap, like this is like, we have a shot here. Like it's going well. And the thing I see from Green Bay is receivers is a million drops. Yeah. A Those lot guys, of drops. Yeah. A lot of drops. I if I were Rogers, I would be like, you got to be getting, <laughs> get some I gloves mean, or I something. Think, I, mean, I think you do see that. I think week to week you see him at some yeah. point, you know, kind of just, having that look on his face and, and, and wondering what he's got to do to uh, have someone hold on to it. And when it's not the receivers themselves, the, the younger receivers, mm-hmm. it's Jimmy Graham. It's, you know, mm-hmm. these uh, – Aaron Jones dropped one. You know, a gimme, a gimme touchdown yeah. uh, two weeks ago. Like, so it, Like what? Is the pass too good for you? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Why, what are you doing dropping it? You're, you're a professional receiver. Yeah. This is your job. Hit you in the hands. Catch yeah. the ball. It would be – it would be reminiscent of a of a you know a Madden if Rodgers had a, a soon to be healthy Devonte Adams and a soon to be healthy AJ Green. Oh I my mean, God. that would be <laughs> back shoulder throw Palooza would be going on there. That'd be insane. <laughs> that would be insanity. Yeah, yeah. But so, like you said, the teams that are you know in contention already, or or at least the the clearly the the on the top side of their conference. Mm-hmm. You know, that's 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 who should be looking to to make these types yeah. of moves, right? Those are the ones that are making the moves right now. So it, that that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, he's a, I mean, he's AJ Green is like a faster Jimmy Graham or something, you know? Like he's like a like he's yeah. a big body who can go up and get it, and um, you know can run. You know, he's got a versatile route tree and all that kind of stuff. I, I yeah. just think it'd, it'd be a great match. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a great idea. I'm glad. I, I like that one of us went defense, one of us went offense. That's yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of defense, oh god, <laughs> dare we dare we give any more airtime? We already uh, got Craig. We don't need to put all this airtime on. For the... This year they're actually interesting, though. I think. Um, Are they? Is it interesting? Is it really? It's interesting? the team that everyone loves to hate. So it's good for uh, the ratings, right? I mean, well, we don't know that because we don't have analytics but um <laughs> the patriots defense so far i mean statistically 
they're on a pace to be historically good, like one of the best right. defenses ever. You know, they've there've been I think six touchdowns scored against the Patriots this year, but right. only three of those were offensive touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, like two defensive touchdowns and a a return kick return of some kind. Um, wild. Yeah, out of seven games, so Absolutely. yeah, it's wild. I mean, that's like their their secondary is playing great, which hasn't historically been their strength. Um, mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> Troy Brown. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know, but like, are they just uh, like? A, what, do you have a take on this? Like, are they are they that good, or are they just you know they're playing Miami and stuff? Like, are they just beating up on bad teams? So, I guess when it when you immediately start talking about a historic defense, right? I naturally think about the or the teams that jump up jump back to mind to me are the ones that they had to do it for the sake of how bad their offense was. You mm. know, they uh-huh. they had to do it, right? Like the classic, you know, the Bucks team with, with Warren Sapp and, and John Lynch and, and mm-hmm. uh, Eric Brooks and like all those, those, those guys, you know, Barber, all those guys, their offenses were always kind of just really like streaky, not really that great. You know, they, they, the defense really had to do yeah. everything, right, to, for them to win games. Didn't they have Brad Johnson as the quarterback? Brad Johnson as a quarterback. Yeah. Who so once the defensive needed. Throw, he, he did once throw a touchdown to him. So I got to give him some oh, credit all right. for that amazing fantasy play he made <laughs> if you had him in fantasy. <laughs> in, uh, I don't know, I'll say like 98 or something. Uh, but those teams like that, teams like the, the early 2000s Ravens, right? Mm-hmm. Where they, they had to, they had to carry the load, right? Because mm-hmm. the offense just couldn't do it. So it's harder for me to gauge a defense comparing to those defenses yeah. when the offense can actually move the ball, score some points and be complimentary to their defense, right? Make, make someone need to put points on the board too. So that's, that's kind of tricky for me to just put them in a historic category. Also, that's a really good I mean, point. Um, Cause it, you know, only one game it was uh, against Buffalo. Did they score fewer than 30 points? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if the defense is playing from ahead too, like it may just be that they're optimized for that, but. I mean, I do think they're they're constructed in a in a perfect way, right? For what their team is, right? So yeah. the offense can put on the board. The defense knows, oh, just generate pressure and go from there. It's not. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to take away that this defense is obviously doing some crazy things right now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the other hall to, to further try and answer your question. The, the I think a hallmark of really good defense is getting you know one or more you know, turnovers a game. Like every game, the defense is getting you the yeah. ball back or killing a drive or doing something. That they're doing, right? They got uh-huh. one turnover week one, four week two, one week three, four week four, two week five, four week six, and then obviously six week seven. So they've gotten more than one turnover, you know, in five out of seven games, right? So that's, that's huge. You know, so I just looked this up. They have they have five guys on the defense with multiple interceptions. One of yeah. them is Jamie Collins. Right. He has three interceptions, one for a touchdown. Jamie Collins has three interceptions. He's a linebacker, right? I mean Yeah, no, their 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 scheme is perfect for what they they, they it's it's always what Belichick does, right? He gets just the perfect eleven guys to do perfect uh, eleven, you know, roles yeah. on their defense right and that just it all works together so well so i don't know for me it's hard to say that they're this historic 85 bears something you know defense when when it's like okay but not just that their offense is actually carrying them or doing its part i should say carrying the load uh on their end 
Mm-hmm. Defense is obviously just they're they're a difference maker. They're not mm-hmm. a non-existent part of what's making them win. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like let let that sort of a perspective be taken on this. But I, it just really weighs me down on who they've been playing to, right? It's yeah. Other other than a healthy Steelers week one, I mean, which they rightfully so they destroyed them. You know that was not even a game for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they play they play Miami, they play, play the, the Jets, Jets without twice. Donald. You know without Donald the first time, and we've yeah. been giving Donald you know enough credit in terms of he's obviously better with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you've got the Bills, which that was a low scoring game, it was an ugly game. In my yeah. opinion, the Bills should have won that game. They played well enough to win. Josh Allen gets hurt. Matt Barkley comes in. The wheels kind of fall off, right? Mm-hmm. Then Redskins, obviously. Giants, and then the Jets again. And the Jets, you can obviously say, yes, they're better with Darnold, but <laughs> that game went the way it went. So who yeah. cares if they're better than with Darnold, right? Yeah, they actually did worse with Darnold under center. But. So that's, that's got to be part of the conversation, too. If you're willing mm-hmm. to put them on this, you know, glorious defensive pedestal, then you also yeah. got to talk about these other factors. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, for sure. I mean – the, you know, time will tell. They, in two weeks, they play Baltimore, and that'll be a real test. Um, yeah. Philadelphia, I mean, isn't that the, I mean they're, they're still a pretty deep team. Dallas has, you know, they're kind of, I don't know, they're doing pretty well this year. Houston could beat them. Kansas City could beat them, right? Um, and then they kind of get to cruise through there. I think that stretch, that stretch is going to tell you, you know, obviously we're not going to sit here and pretend that the Patriots aren't the favorites and – not just their conference, but, you know, obviously. And then, you know, making a deep playoff run. Like, we know what we're going up against. Right? <laughs> but you will – I think you'll find out more about what they've really got and, and, and ways – and maybe even ways that you can, you can go after them mm-hmm. with the games at Baltimore, at Philly, mm-hmm. Dallas at home, you know, or Dallas in, in Foxborough, at Houston – and then Kansas City and Foxborough. Like those that yeah. cluster of games. I mean it's not it's not even that it's not easy. That's a hard, that's a, to me that's a hard schedule. That's a hard part of their schedule. But in the grand scheme of things you're talking about 11 of their games being easy. Yeah. <laughs> now, it doesn't help when you're in the division that they're in, right? Yeah. How much of their how much of their schedule is actually going to be hard ever, right? right. We, For sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I think other other than the people that have the Patriots defense in fantasy and everyone else is just like, this needs to stop. Please stop with this. <laughs> I mean, out of those five games, I'd be surprised if they lose two. You know what I mean? Like just the mm-hmm. way that they're playing and yeah. how well they're coached and, yeah. you know, Belichick's not going to let them have a, a letdown game or any of those kind of things. Like it's. Right. And we're, we're, we're talking about Philly, that matchup being kind of, the, you know, one way or the other. Yes, it's mm-hmm. on the road at Philly, but it's after their bye week. I don't even need to look up what the hell Belichick's yeah. record is after bye week. It's probably stupid. It's probably like 702. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, any of those teams could surprise them or, you know, like, I mean, they, I mean, they would have to be, like, who's, who's the best coach out of those five coaches? That's maybe the question. That's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, I think – Jason Garrett, for sure, right? I mean, right, right, clear. absolutely, absolutely, yeah. mm-hmm. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Clap when there's a turnover. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I, I'd have to say it's Andy Reid. I know, I know, he gets a lot of he gets a lot of guff from our uh, 
our, <laughs> our, our listener, our boy, our boy, our boy Craig, he gets a lot of stuff. But uh, I think he's Andy. the best coach out of those guys. Yeah, I think he's the best coach out of those guys. I think John yeah. Harbaugh is, a, is you know probably a close second, but uh, you know that, that's where I would, I would put it. I, I don't dislike Bill O'Brien. I'm not trying to say anything like that, but I just think if you're talking about the three of them, that's kind of how I rank them. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't disagree. And I think the th- the scary thing about the Patriots this year is that they have a lot of talent, like they're very deep, and you know they clearly have the best coaches. So, yeah, you know if you have to have great coaching, you know maybe you know you have to come up with something like a little bit innovative, catch them off guard somehow, um, and have the talent to compete. So, I think those five games are the are the going to be the test. But uh, I think it's you know kind of bracketing those five games. It's Baltimore and Kansas City are probably the two that. Yeah, have the best shot at it. Um, Baltimore's playing at home, and they're, so they're probably the ones. I mean, I, uh, man, it was really hard to watch them. I watch Lamar Jackson. I mean, against my defense, <laughs> it was really hard. I mean, I know, like, I kept trying to just remind myself, it's a young defense, like. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know, even Bobby Bobby Wagner, like all world uh, yeah. middle linebacker, was taking terrible yeah. angles on on him. I well, think it's think- really deceptive speed. Yeah, I don't think you can – terrible angles, I almost don't blame a guy for taking that. You know, like Lamar yeah. Jackson's acceleration is just – it's 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 ridiculous. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's at the line of scrimmage. He's made his mind up. He's going to run. And he starts going, and it's almost like he teleports. And yeah. he's just all of a sudden not where he was. Or you're thinking, oh, well, I've got a beat on him. I'm going at this angle. I will meet, I will meet him at that point. And then he's a step further than you thought you know, sooner than you thought. Or step like, back and a step to the side and then goes around you. I mean, it, that's right. what I was saying too. Like, yeah. some, of the, some of the moves he was putting in the pocket were, those were serious moves. Those, yeah. I don't blame anyone for getting shook on those. I mean, he was mm-hmm. crossing people up. It was like a basketball game in, yeah. the, in the pocket. That is kind of what play. it seemed like. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah. So, anyway. I think that's, we talked, you know, we talked here and there about Baltimore. I just – the best way I can describe them is they, they, they keep you honest, you know, on defense. Mm-hmm. If they want to grind out the ball on the, on the ground and run it, Ingram, Ingram can turn it out. Mm-hmm. Mark Jackson can you know, zone read and, and, and do all that. Uh, they'll run a little option game at you. Uh, when they want to flip it into RPO stuff, Mark Andrews is pretty good controlling the intermediate. Yeah. And when they get Hollywood Brown back, I mean, that guy's speed is, again, oh, yeah, yeah. He's another a- guy you got to worry about and he could be the difference is he back by that time do you think is he what's... he was i think uh he was he was uh missing some practice time and then they he hasn't played in two weeks uh, i think at least three weeks uh and their bye week is okay. now so i think they were just kind of being like hey just get healthy you know so okay. i think he'll be back after their bye week is what is what i the sense i've, I've got from All right. from him let's see he'll be back Oh, so he should be back for that game. Well, that would be that would be good for everyone who would like to see the Patriots just take a loss, you know. Well, well, that and I mean, <laughs> you need you need a guy like that. I think not that there's a lot of prototypical ways to attack Stephon Gilmore. I mean, he's playing at, yeah. at a level that they give him enough credit on Monday Night Football. I'm not going to give him more. It's fine. <laughs> we know we know we know how good he is. But yeah. if he's going to chase around Marquise Brown all day, like that's. Uh-huh. That's a lot of work. And Marquise Brown doesn't – the other thing is that's interesting. He doesn't play all the snaps. Like, they go into a run-heavy package, and yeah. they take him out of the game. They're like, we're not going to leave you out there. You're He's just like gonna, five foot two, 102 yeah, pounds. Yeah, they're like, you're going to get crunched. But yeah. when they bring him out there, 
he's fresh and he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. So he is a, he's a guy that can really impact the defense, even when he's not touching the ball, you know, in the classic kind of the classic Deshaun Jackson type of way. Right. Well, or like a Tyreek Hill or something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Those, bur- those so, guys that are that fast, they just, they just do, they just do different things to a defense. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the hope for, um, the Ravens is that they just have a couple of athletes who are just that much better. Yeah. That's like, you can scheme all you want, but it's really hard to take away, you know, two or three guys who all can kind of, you know, change the game a little, you know? So, yeah. um, but it's even that it's like, I'm, what I, I'm kind of talking myself into them having like a, a chance. 20, 27% chance of winning. Because <laughs> you know? yeah, like, <laughs> all in all, you still need Lamar Jackson to not get like, not, not get stripped for a fumble or not get fooled by coverage, mm-hmm. or not get, com- not, not uh, uh, you know. Yeah, just not make mistakes, right? Like, not make mistakes of any kind, whatever way you want to, you want to yeah. boil them down. Right. You know? uh, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, <sighs> Craig. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but that defense, um, we were looking stats up before the, before we yeah. went on air. And yeah. in my, my work league, uh, the Patriots' defense would be the 11th scoring player overall in the entire league. That's what I'm talking 52 about. 52 points. Um, if yeah. you got him, you love him right now, right? You, you couldn't be happier. But yeah. if you don't, you're just like, come on, what the hell? <laughs> That's not fair. But it, you, were looking, you looked it up in uh, – is, is it our pay our, league or is it league, the other league? Our league uh, the league we're in together, they yeah. are the seventh-ranked player. Seventh-ranked player, a defense. Yeah, in terms of total points on the year. Total points. That's ridiculous. They have, well, it's not fair to say because Mahomes got hurt, but they kind of have more points than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And after Rogers' crazy day. Who I drafted, have, which is what really pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I. So that's, that's got to be unprecedented, right? Like, I mean, has there been a, de- a, a defense that's kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the Bears had. Uh, Last uh, not last year, year before, or no, the year they got the year they got Mac. Uh, that that year, their defense was getting a ton of points, but I don't, I don't know what the points were. But it's it's just ridiculous. Yeah, but they've had two shutouts. Uh, a game where you know the racist team from Washington scored seven points. I mean, no one scored more than four point fourteen points against them. So yeah, they're and they've had you know tons of interceptions and. Yeah, uh, twenty-five sacks or something. So, um, yeah, they're they're uh, from a fantasy perspective, or um, just kind of ruining some people's lives, <laughs> making certain certain owners, one owner per league, really happy. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah, there's one person that's like pumped and mm-hmm. you know probably talking about how oh I saw them this year I thought they were going to be great. I was like, no, you just <laughs> you didn't you know picked, they were going to be that great. You picked them up week one for the matchup, and you've just been riding this wave. <laughs> Yeah, tell the truth. Get out of here. Even if you thought they were going to be great, you didn't think they were going to be twice as many points in the, as the next defense great. There's no <laughs> right? way you thought that, you know? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Be honest. So how are, how are you doing in your leagues? Uh, well, oh. there's some I'd write. Some, <laughs> there's some leagues I'm fine talking about, and there's some that I'm not. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's, you know, there's at least one league that comes to mind. Uh, that uh, just, I mean, I, you know, not to get into the whole reason or multiple uh-huh. reasons of why it's not going great, but okay. 
the team that I drafted hasn't all been healthy since since mid, first first half of week one. Yeah, like at some point or the other, everyone's been hurt for some amount of time. You know, mm-hmm. I just. I still don't feel like I put that bad of a team together, but it's just it's not getting anywhere. And the guys that are not performing are just letting me down supremely. So, yeah, uh, you know, if you if you poll fantasy players, you know, across the across the world, and they're talking about, well, who did you draft highly? That's letting you down. You know, some consistent names are going to come up, right? Uh-huh. But OBJ, David Montgomery, you know, there's other guys. Sony Michelle until recently. You know, there's, there's guys that just come up, and I happen to have all three of those guys that I named. <laughs> and, uh, oh, man. Uh, you know, Tyree Kill got hurt, didn't uh-huh. have him for a couple games. It just, you know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. But yeah. uh, hey, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, having a lot of points against you in other leagues, you can have a team that you love and have a lot of points against you, and it doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, you know, for teams I don't like. Or teams that uh, haven't been going, haven't been doing well. Uh, that's it's a sad time. But <laughs> trying to trying to trade my way out of it. We'll see. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't just, you know, just give up on the fantasy year. It's still, still some it's a long season. Here. Yep, for sure. Still some games here to win. Uh, you know, you can see what happens. Yeah. Good Lord, Willie, best team. Anyway, um, yeah, I, uh, I had a really great start to my fantasy year. I was. Yeah. I think I was four and zero in one league and three and one in the other, like our our shared league. And um, then I've just been on a skid. So yeah. I'm now four and three in the league where I was four and zero. So I was at the top. I was alone, four and zero. No one else was undefeated. And now I've lost three in a row. Um, and the thing for me though is that like uh, the points that you've scored, it, it, kind of nothing else really matters over the course of the entire season. Right. So I'm now. I'm in eighth place out of a 16-team league. Um, but I still have two people who are, have worse records who have more points than me. And so that tells me that really, like, and everybody ahead of me uh, has more points than me. So really, like, like, that's kind of the only thing that matters to me is, like, the number of points that the team has scored. Like, over the course of the season, it's going to kind of, you know, it's going to tr- uh, tend to kind of match that. So I'm really, like, between eighth and tenth in my league. Um, yeah. So. I auto drafted, so you know I don't. It's um, it's not a lot of shame in that. Maybe I don't know, <laughs> but I was really counting on in that in that league. I was counting on I mean, in my work league, on just Mahomes and Kelsey kind of carrying it up. Um, I also right. kind of bet on Chicago and Greg Zerline as, you know, like it's all about the differentials, right? So I figure like there's a million receivers and and running backs, and God knows in any given week like what so, any of them are going to do. So you didn't draft any of them. I have no running backs or wide receivers. <laughs> There's a million of them. I don't want one. I don't want any of them. No. Um, but I – like, those aren't my strengths, let's see. Let's say. But although I did uh, – I took – well, maybe later in the season will be my strength. So, Melvin Gordon came back, and that's become a little bit of a strength. And then Kareem yeah. Hunt, I have him as well. Got him at a discount. And he might – he'll come back in a couple of weeks, right? A, year, a week or two. So, it could – I'm kind of hoping, and then Patrick Mahomes, if he gets healthy again and that offense gets rolling, I'm just kind of trying to hang in there and make the playoffs and then hope that those guys all kind of come in and, like, go off late in the season. Um, that's my strategy for my work league. Yeah, and, I mean, it's, it's a strategy. 
It's one. It's, one. <laughs> it's, a, it's a strategy. Maybe <laughs> yeah, not a, the best strategy. I think, I think that combined with, you know, either uh, spending heavy in free agency or maybe trying to pull like a two-for-one trade or something, I think there's – I think most of the strategy makes sense. But just the, the balancing out of your roster because I, I think everyone – and I don't know, obviously I've – like I said, I've, I have at least one team that's just doing awful. So I don't probably have a lot of credibility in this conversation. But uh, I think a lot of people think about fantasy as, well, every week I just want, you know, like one guy that's the highest scoring player or I want, you know, whatever whatever your goal might be. But it's really just – if you can consistently hit, you know, if you're in standard scoring, if you can consistently hit over 90, 95, 100 points. Yeah. And if you're in half-point PPR and you can consistently hit over – one, I'd say 110, 115, you know, uh-huh. you're, you're going to win more times than you're not, right? Just, just yeah. depending on the format and how weeks go for most people. So it's, you, you, if you build in some consistency mm-hmm. along with the high upside guys, right? So Mahomes and Kelsey do the heavy lifting. If you just got guys that maybe just caught the ball a lot in, in a running back or mm-hmm. receivers that are kind of boom bust, and when they hit, they hit, and you're good to go. You know, then I can see your strategy paying off fine, mm-hmm. totally fine. I just think when you do that strategy with combined with waiting for guys to come back, it's mm-hmm. a little too much. Well, the good thing is I got off to a fast start. So I think okay. I'm going to be able to withhold, withstand this little slump here in the middle. Yeah. Um, and that when Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt comes back and Melvin Gordon's kind of full speed, uh, um, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping that like, I kind of on a roll towards the end of the season, but uh, you know somebody who's done some good work for me this this season is uh, your boy Frank Gore. He's been, I mean the the, uh, the 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 guy the guy just doesn't stop. It's it's yeah. really amazing. Like he watch him play, he still grinds out. You know, grinds out games, grinds out yard. Uh, he can still beat people to the corner. Like I don't know, I don't know how. Uh, he doesn't go down at first contact a lot. Like it's, he's just still doing it. And I'm like, it doesn't make sense. He has, uh, uh, 388 yards. So 65 yeah. yards or so per game. Um, I mean, he's on that, at that pace, he'll be close to passing up Barry Sanders in all time yards in about two games. And he yeah. could two games from now, he could be the, uh, whatever it is, third highest uh, rushing yeah, third, uh, third on the all-time list. Yeah, phenomenal. It's amazing. Yeah. You know? Love, love Frank. Yeah, I love Frank. <laughs> He's the man. Yep, yep. Anyway, what else? I think. Uh, I think it's a little crazy that Mahomes went from hurt to maybe out four to six weeks to maybe out two weeks to he practiced today. Did you see that? <laughs> oh, yeah. He was limited in Wednesday's practice. Well, that is nobody, insane. Nobody is expecting Mahomes to play against the Packers. Well, Coach Andy Reid is leaving the door open. Let's what? say he only misses two weeks from a dislocated kneecap. Like, what the hell? Oh, my God. That – that's ridiculous. That you, sounds so painful. Here's, here, here's a question for you. If, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're the GM in KC or you're uh-huh. the, you're the owner of the team, like, what do you, you know, 
what do you what do you do there? Are you gonna say, hey, that was pretty scary, and they could have wrecked our whole year? How about yeah. we give him an extra week, like beyond the two weeks that he needs? How about we keep him ready for the for the stretch run? Or do you say, nah, you're good, kid. Let's go right back to work. Like, what 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 approach do you take with the with the franchise quarterback? Well, it's a really good question. I mean, it, um, they play Green Bay next. I mean, yeah. if you want to have any chance of beating Green Bay, you need Mahomes in there. But you know, the the thing is, like, you might lose that game anyway. But you don't want to jeopardize his career or like uh, in the, you know, have him kind of hobbled, like not, you know, like eight playing 80% all year long because you yeah. made a decision to rush him back. So. Um, yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's exactly what I was like expecting. And, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what I was thinking as well. It's what's, what's going to limit him, you know, Mo- yeah. if he doesn't have the mobility to buy times and make those kind of magic throws that he does, then you're limiting him, Right. And yeah. if you're going to roll him out limited, yes, I'm sure a 70, 80%, Mahomes is better than Matt Moore. I'm sorry, you know, but sure. for for yeah. Matt Moore truthers out there. But uh, <laughs> uh, the, you also got to think about, you know, we we started out the show saying it's week eight. In week eight, you're jeopardizing your whole season. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, it's tough. I mean, that's a. I wouldn't want to be in Andy Reid's shoes uh, trying to make that decision. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you do. I mean, it's, I think you, I mean, if you don't play him, you're basically conceding that you're going to, you're taking a loss. Right. And you go to five and three green Bay goes to seven and one. Like you're, you don't have home field advantage in the playoffs. Like you're basically conceding that. Right. So um, do you play him this week and rest him against Tennessee or something a couple of weeks I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can do that to the team, you know? Like, you've yeah. got to just kind of say, like, okay, well, hey. Like, the chance of him playing this week is pretty crazy, in my opinion, right? So, yeah. you're rolling with the idea that, okay, he's not going to play this week. And then, well, how does that set him up next week? You know, if you're even iffy, then you just wait. You continue to wait. Like, like we yeah. said, the injury that they thought was going to take some amount of time. If it's mm-hmm. going to take half of that, well, you're already planning for it to take – the full hundred percent, right? Four weeks instead of two weeks. Let's say that. Yeah. Then two weeks, you don't need to be like, oh my god, let's play him right now. We're dying. You know, it's like, oh okay. Well, maybe you can play him three weeks instead of four. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm overly cautious. Maybe, I, don't know. I don't know. But then again, it's a, a dislocated kneecap. So that means you've stretched your patellar tendon. You can keep the kneecap in place with a, a brace of some kind. So it'll be painful because there'll be some swelling. But, you know, they're NFL players, right? Like, don't they deal with that all the time? I don't know. Well, he also had uh, some, like, a lingering ankle issue, I believe it was, right? That was, like, kind of – he's kind of hot. He's kind of not 100%. And then he got hurt. So, I yeah. think, like, I don't know. That's already, like, the football gods telling you, like, don't mess with this. You know? Yeah, let the, let the guy heal. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wasn't, was he on the Madden cover this year? Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. <laughs> So who do who do we got to put on the Madden cover next year to to end the Patriots? Brady, Robert Kraft. Let's put him on there. Belichick. Belichick. <laughs> this time a, the coach has been on there. I mean, <laughs> Robert Kraft almost put him on the cover himself on the cover is a few things, but um, oh, uh, he, uh, you know, <laughs> you got to respect a billionaire or whatever he is that still you loves Groupon, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, oh boy. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's as good as a, a note as we can have to. <laughs> I'm speechless after that. We, we might as well end the episode. <laughs> I I just, thanks and for the second listener that joined this week. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, we'll, we will be better, <laughs> or maybe we won't. But it doesn't matter. I, I'm just, too much. I'm just trying. I'm trying to hold on to that second listener, man. I'm trying to not chase them away or mom. <laughs> I I can't chase it around for forever. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I will uh I will say before we before we sign off, uh uh-huh. shout out. Uh, I was listening to um uh a podcast, another podcast that I listen to. I obviously try to try to you know, spread my horizons a little bit every now and then and listen uh-huh. to some other podcasts and uh it's a podcast that actually my wife got me into. It's called the Yelling Degenerates. Uh, it's a bunch of Indian Indian bros from uh, from, from Toronto. They got a great name, yeah. And so yeah. they were doing a uh, a live uh, recording of their podcast, and um, they you know recently I guess interacted uh, over over social media uh, through their their community page. Uh, my wife did some great marketing and name dropped mm-hmm. us for, for nice. in a conversation with them, and they gave us a shout out on the podcast. So it's amazing. Thank you to those guys and. Shout out, you know, like paid forward and shout out for a shout out. So yeah. uh, if you're, if you're yelling, uh, yelling degenerates, I feel like, you know, Nora, with your, with your naming skills, you know, we've, I, I don't know if our listener, well, probably our listener knows this, but future listeners who may come back to this episode know, but Nora is uh, pretty amazing at naming fantasy teams. Um, but I feel like we need to apply those skills to our, our podcast, maybe. Like yelling yeah, generous I, makes me think like maybe we need to step up the just the name of the podcast. I mean, it's a good well, it's a good name. Well, what's what's funny you say that is uh, well, first of all, thank you. But obviously, uh, uh, what's what's funny about that is they they liked the name of the podcast, so they're like, yeah, it's a wicked name. And then you know, I'm doing a terrible Canadian impression now, but uh, they <laughs> the wicked uh, name, eh? <laughs> there it is. Uh, they were they were they were down for the name. So uh, yeah, I've always been I've always thought it's a fun exercise to try and name other people's teams. Uh, name other people's you know startup companies or whatever mm-hmm. like i just think it's it's fun so yeah whatever you're trying to invent uh, or get <laughs> off the ground or you need a new team name just get oh, out man. get at us on twitter Let's i'm gonna see. go register names by <laughs> yeah let's see uh, i mean you probably already have it considering you said that well yeah i do yeah <laughs> You know what would be cool is if somebody else actually went and sniped that name because they listened to this. That would prove, because it wouldn't be Craig that would do that. It would prove that we have a second. That's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> or we could just go get it. We could. I like it. Names by name. Right. Where you, right. you would upload your fantasy roster and then within 24 hours, you respond with a name. Man, that's a hell of a... That's service a, service level business agreement. model right there that's a sla you're putting me on okay <laughs> all right yeah let's go for it why not let's all right let's do it all right that'll be the next thing we do all right after the slant and go we're on twitter and we're on uh, instagram although we don't post there much very much but we have uh, the, the slant we have that domain name which redirects to a tumblr blog but it's fine it's fine it's all fine yeah but we're on itunes uh, Google and Spotify. So it feels legit at this point. 25 yes. episodes in. 
25 episodes, multiple platforms. Mm-hmm. We got a shout out from an actual podcast. I know, a real uh, podcast. We're, grow- we're growing up. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a real podcast. I want to be a real grown up podcast. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> nice. All right, thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch you later next time. Cheers. Cheers.